Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Welcome in, guys. First Garden Report. First post-game garden report of the season we've been doing a bunch of stuff obviously following a ton of the uh, uh goings-ons around the team uh first joe Missoula head coaching game uh first opportunity for bobby manning to head down to the garden which is where he is right now josue pavone there as well it's going to be a short post-game show i know a bunch of you want to go watch the patriots and do other things uh but I mean, my goodness, Bobby, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the 41 assists or the 22 threes or the 23 turnovers or the 29 fouls what, or the 134 points? Whatever you can, whatever, whatever the Celtics did today, they did in excess. Uh, th- there was a yeah. lot going on. There was a lot going on in this game. But a bunch, uh, bunch of guys played, a bunch of guys scored. A bunch of guys played. Yeah, the thing, the the overall theme that I like the best out of everything here, because again, how much are you going to put into regular season performances? I mean, uh, preseason performances, some, um, and there's certainly some people who you can see like, oh, he didn't do that last year. Grant Williams being one of them, um, but you know, first real look at Malcolm Brogdon. Overall, my overarching theme, I like the pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this just goes to show everyone who has questions about Joe Missoula's coaching acumen and is he ready for this from an X's and O's standpoint, they're out there doing good stuff offensively, scoring 134 points the first time he steps into that coaching seat. So this is about the talent of this team, and man, do they have a lot. I mean, we've nitpicked their center depth and uh, the wing depth and all of that. This is about as flexible of a Celtics team as we've ever seen, and it was on display here. The amount of ball handlers, creators, you had Horford creating out of the post early. You had Brogdon with the second unit, uh, throwing passes everywhere. A little bit of Pritchard, a little bit of Hauser and Grant in between. I mean, everybody was dishing assists in this one, including the guards who started the game. So I think there's a lot more positive out of this one than negative are nitpicks that you can go at, whether it's the turnovers, whether it's the size of that starting lineup and how they transition to that. They definitely got hit on the boards early pretty badly. Um, but offensively, they just took out the flamethrower starting in that second quarter and just let it rip for the entirety of that game. And the Hornets really couldn't keep up talent-wise. So this is what we're dealing with, John. The head coach is gone. Uh, a few key injuries. But this team is still talent-wise head and shoulders over much of the league. You know, they're going to have a few key contenders in the East, obviously. There's still a few powerhouse teams in the West. But this team, talent-wise, core-wise, is still right up there with the contenders, as you saw here today. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not ready to say it after one game, but on paper, everyone yeah, loves on paper. On paper, you loved what they did. You loved Brogdon. You loved Gallinari. It's not here. You loved 
Rob Williams, he's not here. So you really have to see it because you need multiple things in order for them to kind of actualize their potential um, and, 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 and be as good as some people think they'll be. You need a bunch of things. You want Tatum and Brown to continue to make strides towards their best version of themselves, wherever that's going to be. Their prime is coming in a year or two. You want to see them come as close to it as possible. So you want to see continued improvement overall in, in their games. Jalen Brown looked like he was in midseason form. Uh, he's talked about this being a big year for him. I thought last year was going to be a big year for Jalen, to tell you the truth, that coming in where I thought he'd kind of even up, level up with Tatum in terms of, you know, the one and the one, not the one and the one A or the one and the B um, sort of guy. You got to see how Malcolm Brogdon looks. Um, again, he, I'm not saying old, but he's 29. You want to see how he looks in this offense with these pieces. You wanted to see Rob Williams level up. You want to see Grant Williams level up. Grant Williams, after just a snapshot, 15, 20 minutes, looks like he absolutely leveled up. You talk about people going in the lab and working on stuff. Grant, one of the things he talked about, I think it was a, you know, a couple days ago, Bobby, when you were down there covering the team, was um, he's trying to do more stuff off the dribble, add things to his game, not just be a guy who stands in the corner and uh, knocks down threes. How many good things did he do off the dribble today, both in terms of uh, a couple of finishes, a really nice lefty one off the glass in the first half, and driving and dishing? And he did drive closeouts a little bit better last year than he had the year prior, but he looked like he had added a lot of elements to his game. Yeah, and the offense as a whole, I thought, worked good on three levels. You're working it from the top to the middle, down low to the basket, or sometimes they'd go from the top to the post where Tatum and Horford had some good passes out to the perimeter for threes. And this was like a record-setting kind of three-point performance from this team. So they've obviously upgraded in terms of shooting overall, too. Uh, but I like what Grant does in between there. I think Horford, getting him the ball the amount that they did early in this game was great to see. And... Hauser even made some nice secondary passes in between. I'm sure we'll get to him at the end of this game, but he looked incredible. Uh, so there's real offensive depth on this team. There is. And so the pace, to your point, they worked the ball into that offensive zone super quickly. Everybody, right? Pretty much everybody was funneling the ball right out past half court once they got it. Yeah. So, and, 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 and you talk about it's all about hopefulness, right? Preseason is brand new. It's like you know what you have, you know who Marcus Smart is, you know who Horford is, you know who Tatum is, you know who Brown is. Even if none of them improve even a lick, you know that they're outstanding players and you know what they're going to bring on a nightly basis. You know, leveling, you want to see them level up, certainly the younger guys, just because you want to see how high this team can go. But you know what you've got. Brogdon is, you know, for all intents and purposes, a proven commodity. Are there other things you want to see? Yeah. You want to see, can Hauser actually play rotation minutes and not get buried here defensively because he's not able to hang? That's certainly, I mean, he didn't look lost out there. And when he's hitting his first five threes, that's really what it comes down to is if he's making threes at that, not certainly not an 83% clip, but if he's knocking down all of those open looks, yeah, you can, you can live with not ideal defense because you do need some specialists out there to do that. And it really does add an element. You look at Kevin Gelly and I know it's early in the game, <laughs> our new guy, our Kevin Gelly. I love this. Um, it's early in the show to be talking about him, but I mean, what you want him to be able to come in, provide electric minutes off the bench when Rob is out. Is he a Rob replacement? No. Could he be a Tice replacement? Maybe, you know? Yeah. I, he's a better shooter than Tice, I think. You I don't know about that, but he did knock one. He did knock one down today, but I mean, he's athletic as hell. He gets after it. He's very, very aggressive. Um, kind of what I thought we were getting out of Bruno Fernando last year, but he never really got any run. Uh, I kind of see some similarities there, both like just a slightly undersized, but a lot of hops and a lot of energy. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I got a chance to talk to him at practice the other day. We have that up on Celtics All Access. Good energy, good mind. He's a, he's. I think we talked about this over the summer, Dikembe Mutombo's nephew. Uh, so he's got good pedigree there, great size, physicality. They've loved him in practice. And there's certainly room for him to play now, right? Luke Cornett on the bench with the injured ankle. They're bringing in Blake, who I guess was here in uniform uh, today, but hasn't officially been signed. So this was his day, and he did a lot with it. Offensive rebounding is his thing. Rolling and getting above the basket is certainly his thing as well. And he can do a little of that pick-and-pop stuff uh, too. So uh, great physicality there. I mean, in terms of a two-way signing, uh, that's a high, high-level signing. I feel like he's kind of a end-of-a-roster guy in terms of his talent, and he was drafted pretty high in his draft as well. Uh, so at the very least, let's say he doesn't play at all in the NBA. It's a good asset to have with J.D. Davison in Maine, catching lobs and playing some pick and roll with him. And if there's an emergency and you need a guy at the five, he could be that guy. And listen, I'll give him a chance against Cornette. We'll see what happens there. I'm high on Cornette, but you get injured early, a guy can pass you by. And I did get a chance to talk to Luke in the locker room before the game, and he says this is looking a little more short-term than it seemed. You know, the swelling's gone down. I know right. it was one of the two weeks that they were talking about. So it looks like he'll be back sooner rather than later. Yeah. And so, look, and, and exactly that is, look, you're, you're, you're talking about, um, you know, you're going to play matchups, you know, with, with, with the bigs. There's going to be certain guys you're going to need a little bit more height. There's going to be teams you play against where you can get by with one big or some Grant minutes or even some Tatum minutes, you know, um, as a center in a small ball lineup. And you can get away with that. And that's just what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to piecemeal it together without a real rotation of bigs and just fit the pieces wherever they fit. Um, so, again, early sign from what you saw from the guys here. Yeah, sure. I, I, I like it, but they got murdered on the defensive glass. That's going to be an issue without Rob there. That's so let's, be, let's start there. They that's that's going to be game. a, that's going to be a real issue. And the reason I didn't want to make a big deal out of going small, a lot of us wanted to go single big three guard or three wing lineup last year. And most of the year before until double big just started murdering people. And then everyone had to just shrug their shoulders and say, okay, well that's their identity, but it's double big only because Rob exists. Otherwise, double big doesn't really work for this team. So this team might have to lean into a different identity. You start Derek White tonight, and the reason I didn't make a big deal about it, Bobby, is last year they started Bruno Fernando at the four in the first preseason game, and we were like, is this something? No, it was Herman Gomez. Oh, they started Herman Gomez. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They started Herman, and everyone's like, is this something they might do? And, of course, <laughs> of course it wasn't. So, But whether it's D. White or Brogdon or something like that or Grant, it's possible that you're going to get a smaller-ish lineup uh, to start here. Yeah. But they, got, they really got slaughtered against a team that is not uh, physically imposing up front. All right, quick pause to tell you about our exclusive wagering partners and one of our sponsors here at The Garden Report, Bet Online over at betonline.ag. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football Football odds, news, and game matchups. Bet Online is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including, of course, MLB, MMA, tennis. Uh, boxing, and of course, even golf. You know you're going to have basketball and hockey coming around the corner as well, so get ready for that. Use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that code is CLNS50. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. 
Yeah, and it was an interesting look. And we asked Joe before the game about starters. He's not a coach who's going to tell you the starting lineup, so we're going to have to roll with that throughout the year. But he said not to read into whoever he was starting, much like Eme did in that first game last year when they went with Herman. So this was just a look. They went with different looks throughout the game, right? Vonley started the second half next to Horford. Uh, you had a stretch there, I think, just before halftime where Smart was playing center against Pumley there. Uh, he got to play pretty much every position in this game. So there was definitely some experimenting and mixing, mixing and matching with lineups uh, that they did there. As far as the small lineup goes, you definitely see that this team that didn't have Brown and Tatum playing the four much last year, that, as you said, went double big pretty much the whole season. There's going to be some getting used to in terms of boxing out, in terms of playing up positions against bigger guys. The boxing out was terrible early. Uh, you just had guys walking to the rim for putbacks and stuff like that. And listen, I, I think we talk a lot, John, about is rebounding that important. You kind of see in a game. It like is when you get killed. Diminished. It is yeah. when you get killed. You know. But if you're shooting lights out, you counteract it pretty quickly. So yeah. that's what they ended up doing here, and it didn't hurt them that much. And then it's it's steadied out by halftime, right? They were pretty much even rebounding the rest of the way. So you always make a big deal out of that because it looks bad when it's bad, but. They ended up figuring out by the end because they have some big wings. Brown and Tatum have played that four spot earlier in their career. It just goes back to what we talk about in terms of the load on these guys, the wear and tear throughout the season. Horford having to take on a bigger role inside. They're thin there. They are. If Kevin Gelly can't step in, if Luke's not a starting level guy like they seem to want him to be early right now, it's going to be a lot of Horford, a lot of Tatum and Brown at the four. A lot of Grant defending fives in certain matchups. Like it's kind of by committee there at that five spot right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and that's what it's going to have to be. We definitely want to talk about a few more things. What's going to happen? Bobby's going to disappear. Joe Sway's going to pop on for a little bit um, while they get into the locker room and talk to some people about some post game. We do want to tell you quickly about our terrific sponsor, Athletic Greens. I assume everybody woke up today. And down to scoop of it, a cup of water. You throw it back because that's what you do to start your day. Um, it's our terrific partner, Athletic Greens. We use it every day. Uh, we started taking it because they gave it to us, and we tried it, and it makes us feel better, and we love it. Um, why do I consume it? Exactly that. You, it's one-stop shopping. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, first ingredients, probiotics. Helps you start your day right. Uh, helps gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, uh, recovery focus, aging, all the things that you're probably spending, you don't even know it, seven, eight, ten, twelve dollars a day through multiple different things, trying to piece it together. Um, again, three bucks a day here, one scoop and a cup of water, support all of that stuff. It's uh, diet friendly, uh, regardless of what diet you're on, virtually no sugar, uh, zillions of five-star reviews, pro athletes, health experts, uh, you know, uh, celebrities endorse it. So again, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, we have a couple of th things we're going to give you here. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden and you get one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash garden. You get all of that stuff that we told you and a phenomenal t-shirt. And we just started sending these out, people. Um, and they're on their way out. Uh, the first batch, I think we've got a, a dozen or so of you who have 
jumped in and tried Athletic Green. We'd love to get your, we'd love to hear from you guys too and tell us what you think about it um, so far. But again, uh, jump on and grab some. You get a free T-shirt uh, as the season begins here. Uh, Bobby, what else uh, stuck out to you here in this game? How good Brogdon looks right away. That was my biggest takeaway by far because we're all waiting to see what he looks like, right, with these guys and what his role is. And it looks like he's going to be that second unit point guard with the ball in his hands, running some pick and roll, hitting guys on the perimeter. His passing was sensational. He had a few turnovers to start, a few sloppy plays from guys catching the ball. It probably cost him double-digit assists in this game. But he flew right up to five in that second quarter, ends with nine. And you know, it was a struggle sometimes to see one guy get up to, what, seven, eight, nine assists in games last year. I know this team's more by committee passing, but he made it look easy here. And guys are shooting well. That helps. Uh, but his sort of glue guy in between versatile game just fits right in and he can hit some shots and he can drive to the basket and finish. He just does a little bit of everything for you. He's got size. So he holds the defensive system. Well, it's just such a good addition and we'll see how he holds up health wise. I saw him already grabbing his left leg a little bit after spilling this game, but he looked great, gave them a big boost. And I thought him and Hauser in that second unit run were the biggest reasons that they shot ahead by 10, 20 points like they did. Yeah, um, I, no doubt. And you're already, and we already have it in the chat, people clamoring for uh, you know, him to take Marcus's spot. Uh, you're going to get, this is the, the, the downside, the negative uh, aspect of Brogdon playing well is every time he does, it's going to be viewed as a referendum on smart rather than just, hey, it's nice to have both of these guys so you can uh, coexist and you have guys who can both lock it down defensively, uh, handle the ball, uh, score when needed. Brogdon, obviously, more so. He's a guy who can really take it to the basket. Um, so that's really nice. But the distribution, you're right, Bobby. I mean, we would freak out if somebody got the six, seven, eight assists last year because it just was a rarity. And as you said, it's more of a passing. And again, everyone's going to jump all over me for saying this. And I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it. Um, having the ball in Tatum's hands less uh -oh. is no having the ball in Tatum's hands less is better. I did not never liked, still don't like the offense runs through Tatum. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think he's the guy. I think it slows your pace to a halt. I hated that philosophy last year of this idea that Tatum is your essentially your point guard. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I don't want to see it. It's one preseason game. I want the ball whipping around. I want it in the hands of ball handlers. I want more distribution. And then you want Tatum just to be free and to be Tatum, um, but not to just clog things down and bog things down. And again, I liked the space here. And part of the reason was the ball just didn't go to Tatum and just sit there on the wing and stagnate for a little while while he was trying to cook. That helps when you have other offensive options uh, and, 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 and improved shooting where you don't have to feed him. So him doing that was a byproduct of lots of different things. Um, you know, not necessarily having true point guards and uh, not having as much offense as you'd hoped for, but I don't want to see it. I don't want the offense running through Tatum. I really don't. Um, and so that's it. I said it. Done. Yeah. And he didn't much today, right? He, he didn't. was out of it early. One to seven start, right? Yeah. Sort of a cold start, but Brown takes the ball and makes some stuff happen. As I said, they gave Horford quite a bit of opportunity to create on the ball. And he just ended up sort of getting looks on the wings, which was good for him, right? He, he charged into, I think it was Washington down below or Oubre. Got some free throws that way. Was able to catch and create more than create off the dribble. And, you know, he got a step back to go. It's heated up as the game went on. 
it was a fine Tatum start. Looked like he was just trying to shake off the rust out there. But you're right. This team has more outlets for offensive creation. And if Missoula comes from that school of thought, more like Brad Stevens, where it's equal opportunity creation, I think you will see a lot more guys with the ball in their hands to make it easier for him. That's a big reason Brogdon's in here, right? You needed to release the pressure valve on Tatum getting doubled I think within the top 10 of players in the league, he received the you know top 10 most doubles yeah. in the NBA last year. But he welcomes started a struggle and lost. But he welcomes he welcomes yeah. it too because he he waits and the longer you wait when you get the ball in your hands if you attack quick or make a quick decision, double team can't get there as fast. The problem is he's deliberate because he's setting up his defender and the defense starts to creep and the defense starts to creep and it's really easy to cheat. It's really easy to blitz him high once he gets starts dribbling and you force him out to his right and further from the basket, cut off his passing lanes. I mean, the the book on what to do there is out. Of course, he still had an all-star year. He's first team All-NBA, so he still found a way around it. But the team's not its most efficient when they're just force-feeding him like that. You like to see the ball move a little bit more. Um, so that's fine. Obviously, you would love to have a game where he's not – where he doesn't shoot poorly from three and turn the ball over a ton. It would have been nice he to not. a few plays early in But who one, cares? Right? I actually yeah. thought – I actually thought he passed the ball really well, and I don't think he was looking to score and being super aggressive. He's just kind of getting reps right now, so I'm not putting any stock into anything uh, out of Tatum's game. I will, however, put some stock into Jalen's game. Uh, what did you think there? Oh, great. Aggressive, downhill, dynamic around the basket. He's got that pull-up two going. He he is an elite scorer at this point. There's like we know this. He's gonna shoot fifty percent from the field. He's gonna finish at the rim at a high level. He's gonna knock down those mid rangers and hopefully he'll shoot a little better from three last year. I don't think he was excellent from three last year like he's been in the past. Uh, but he has that ability to score from three levels. Looked better with the ball in his hands here. He's still in that finisher role, I think, more than the creation role. Much like we talk about with Jason, there can be some struggles there. But it was great seeing him set a tone with, what, 14, 16 early. Doesn't score as much the rest of the way, but that gave them the ability to stay in the game there, as he often does. And then everybody else took the torch the rest of the way. He looks like, as you said, in midseason form, uh, no rust whatsoever. Great around the rim, hit his free throws for the most part. There wasn't much to hate about this one. Again, sloppy, just like everybody else with the ball at times. Uh, but this is a great debut for him. He looks good. And I think he's in the right position around a lot of playmakers. There's not a lot of pressure on him on this roster to be the one with the ball in his hands making stuff happen. Yep, yep, no doubt about it. Um, it's Anything look different about his game? Uh, whether it's like because there's nothing he did today that you haven't seen him do a million times before. He starts no. hot. He's got the pull up, Jay. Um, you know his handles looked pretty good. Uh, again, four turnovers is something you would again like to do without. Um, but what are you going to do there? Uh, but you know, just in terms of anything about strength, uh, handles, uh, uh, you know, athleticism, anything like stand out to you? He looks no, a just his position. Maybe he looks I, I... a little bigger to me, but that's just me. Yeah, him and Tatum, they're going to have to play those bigger positions this year, which which stinks, right? You'd rather have Rob out there and be running that unit that was so dominant last year. I thought he and Tatum had a tough time adjusting to that power forward spot through the early portions of this game here. But they made it work as the game went on. Offensively, I think it's a lot of the same stuff. And I'd still like to see the ball in their hands quite a bit, John. Like There can be some balance there, and I still like the idea of having them be the point of attack 
draw some doubles, get to some second level creation with the other guys and, you know, feed them for shots and all that. But yep. it's nice to have that balance where if they're getting absolutely blitzed, you can have some other guys take over and free them up. And I think that's what happened here to some degree in this game too. Yep. Uh, Bobby, why don't you head to the locker room yeah, and get Joe Sway's take a little bit and then we'll wrap All it right. up. That's All right. Accurate. Joe, Joe Sway, first impressions on tonight. And one of the things we talked about with Bobby was uh, just how, um, how much of everything there was both in terms of like, you know, the, you know, the 134 points, the 41 assists. Oh, you gotta be kidding me with friggin', you know, 41 assists. Holy wow. You know, shooting lights out from shooting lights out from three. Um, my overarching take was the pace I thought was incredible. Um, which I really liked a lot. What, what, what were your main takeaways? Just the way that they enjoyed it was so sloppy in itself. In my opinion, it's the first preseason game you think of last week and all that stuff. But, but I just, this team and obviously the core, it, it show to adjust things on on, on offense do with that I don't know what to hear last year but how, how much this guy can, can impact the game just from from the standpoint of yeah. setting up every have to go out and and score and and, and go on a run or or, or or ball I just felt like he was able to do something that they didn't have, have like just wait we're having some mic issues can, here I, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if you oh, can disconnect sure. something or check out your mic, but you're choppy. You're in and out here. See if you can fix it. If not, we're going to wrap this thing a little bit early and it's not the end of the world. As we said, it's preseason game number one, but we're going to have a ton more stuff on our Celtics channel. I don't know if it's uh, the microphone on your headset, Joe Swear. You have something else to plug it, in. Am I cutting in and out? Cutting in and out. Am I, am I cutting in and out? Yeah, we're going to wrap it. Um, so sorry guys, we have to wrap this one up a little bit early. We're having technical difficulties. Um, but Josue and Bobby are down at the garden. They got to do some post-game gathering right now. They're going to go do that. They're going to put a ton more stuff on our YouTube channel, um, that you guys should check out after the game. Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, head over and do that. Uh, let me, let me show you what it's called. There it is. Our Celtics channel, uh, Celtics all access, youtube.com slash Celtics all access, uh, on CLNS. Go check that out. Um, Bobby and Joe Sway are going to have a bunch of post-game videos. We're going to put some post-game press conferences up there as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, a little bit more to recap the game. It is a bit of a shorty, so I apologize for length. Uh, both Sherrod and Jimmy will be back on uh, Wednesday night. We will have a full post-game show. We'll probably go a full hour uh, that night. So it's a little bit it's a little taste, a little taste of the garden report, a little garden salad uh, for you uh, to try out uh, for preseason game number one. Again, a ton of good stuff coming out of this. Once again, uh, Celtics, where's the final score? 134-93. Again, preseason game. Again, the Hornets. But a ton, a ton, a ton to like in Joe Missoula's head coaching debut. We didn't even really get into uh, a couple of things we wanted to talk about. Another story, some some more details on Ime Udoka. Doesn't actually provide any sort of clarity. Uh, the Blake Griffin signing, what do you guys think of it? I'm a bit all over the place. I thought, eh, what are we doing here? But at the end of the day, what's the worst that could happen, honestly? Uh, a veteran presence in the room and someone to play 5, 10, 12 minutes a game. Uh, 
fine. Rotational big, have him play some small ball five. I think there's some things you can get away with. A big body in there, he can defend a little bit. I don't think it's the end of the world. I might have made fun of him a little bit on Twitter. I feel bad about that. Um, but, you know, we'll talk more about that, and hopefully we'll see him on Wednesday so we'll be able to react to Blake Griffin's uh, Celtics debut. Uh, but until then, as we said, uh, subscribe to our channel. Make sure you check that out. And also for those of you who still Watch the Patriots, and I know that number is dwindling as time goes on. Uh, Pats are going to kick off soon, and we're going to have a, a uh, post-game show over on our Patriots YouTube channel. And if you have not subscribed to that already, and if you don't watch, you should check that out. That's going to be coming up around 7.30, 7.45 after the Patriots wrap up that game. Once again, the Celtics beat the Hornets 134-93. We miss you guys. We love hanging out with you guys. Uh, if you can, and if you're interested in it, even if you don't buy it, Support our sponsors, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Check it out. Read up a little bit on it. If you're curious, it's worth it. Good deal here if you use this promo code at the athleticgreens.com slash garden. And also, our other sponsor, Calm. We didn't get a chance to talk about uh, at length, but everybody here knows Calm. They've been with us for over a year. Again, this deal is still good with the Garden Report, 40% off. It's the only place you can get it if you go to calm.com slash garden. America's number one health and wellness app. Again, all of our sponsors here are designed to do things to make you feel better. If you sign up for either of these things, as I've said before, sign up for either. We'll give you a free phenomenal t-shirt. There it is. Uh, we'll send it to you. All you have to do is send me, DM me, uh, John underscore Zanis, Z-A-N-N-I-S, uh, your receipt, and I will send you a t-shirt with... Uh, with love, actually, with nothing else, just the T-shirt. But send me the screenshot, your full name, your mailing address, your shirt size, and we'll send it right out to you uh, right away. They are printed out, and the first batch already went out. Uh, so, again, thanks for watching. 134.93, uh, a lot to be excited about from the Celtics debut. But most of all, just having basketball back in our lives is good. Uh, I already kind of feel it. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of juice. There's a little bit of excitement in the air. And if you're a Boston sports fan, not just a Celtics fan, Celtics are the team you're going to ride or die with here uh, at this point. No question about it. So uh, good to have them back in action. We are going to wrap it up. We will see you guys uh, on Wednesday night.